Next up on Saturday mornings at your service, it's Welcome to Health. Greatest Grains and the Welcome to Health Center bring you Dr. Kurt Rexroth, chiropractor and clinical nutritionist. Dr. Rexroth is here to answer your questions about chiropractic, nutrition, or healthy weight loss. So give Dr. Rexroth a call at 344-1420, or you can find him online at welcometohealth.com. And now here's Dr. Kurt Rexroth. Good morning, Quad Cities. I'm telling you, we got a great show today, some fantastic information, and some actually some challenging information, too. It's, kind of, it's going to be kind of fun. Okay, what's the topic today? The topic is responsibility for health. This is a huge topic these days. We've got uh, insurance plans. We've got government insurance. We've got people pushing for universal health care. We've got, uh, you know, people, you know, who do you trust for your health care is a big, big question. Whose advice do you trust? Huge questions. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And uh, what we're going to find is this, that, you know, you have a whole list of people that are possibly responsible for health care. Uh, is your doctor responsible for your health care? Is the insurance company responsible? How about your chiropractor? Uh, how about your spouse? Are they responsible? All of these things are questions, and, and, and they're not easy to answer. I, I wish they were easy, but we struggle with these things. We just, in fact, the, the question of trust is a big question. Who do you trust is a big question when it comes to these issues. Um, one of the big ones is is this. You know, what about this universal health care and, and uh, the desire that everybody is covered by insurance, et cetera? And it's kind of a big issue because it has to do a lot with the possible collusion between government and uh, industry between the pharmaceutical industry, the government, the you know AMA, the American Medical Association, the government, and there have been lots of different things going on there. The lobbying, et cetera, all of those things are huge issues. Um, and when you when you put when you put an industry, when you put your health into the hands of somebody like the insurance industry, you have to really be careful because when it comes to putting your treatment in the hands of somebody who, if they spend less on you, they make more. That is a combination that you got to be kind of suspicious of. Because as long as you are making claims on them, then they are going to make less and their shareholders are not going to like it as much, etc. And that's, that's a big problem. There are also the fact that an insurance company is between you and your health care provider. There's been a lot of complaints about that, of course, because what happens? You go into your doctor and then you find out that your doctor is no longer covered by that particular insurance company. Uh, they have their own preferred providers. And you actually prefer your doctor. You've learned to trust them. The doctor has been giving good advice. They've been giving good, successful treatments in the past. And all of a sudden, you're not even able to go to them anymore because you've already spent all your money on the insurance. And, um, and they basically tell you where to go. That's not something that most people are comfortable with or like very much. Plus, when you put something in between you and your doctor, one of the horrible things that happens is that now you have to pay both your doctor and the middleman. Could that lead to greater expense? Well, as a matter of fact, about 40% of what you pay on your, in your health bills and your insurance bills goes to the insurance company, not to the provider that gives you the health care. In fact, most providers, uh, medical providers, chiropractors, um, hospitals even, are running very tight budgets 
because, you know, and this is why, by the way, that, you know, when it comes to uh, going to the hospital these days, you're in the hospital for a day. I mean, recently I had a, a, a close acquaintance that had a broken back, and this was due to a car accident. The uh, One of the lumbar vertebras literally exploded uh, after the car was in the air for <laughs> around 100 feet before it came back down to the ground, uh, hit, a, hit a culvert. And um, uh, the... The question is, though, how long did this person stay in the hospital? Well, two days (laughs) after the surgeries, et cetera. The uh, person was out uh, the day after the surgeries. It's just it's amazing, you know. And and why is this? Well, because predominantly the people that are paying for the care, namely the the middleman, is saying, get the person out as quickly as possible. Now, in many cases, that's okay. by the way. In this case, it actually worked out pretty well. But in other cases... Is it possible that you could boot a person out of the hospital prematurely and they could run into problems that they wouldn't normally have? And the answer, of course, is yes. And do you have a uh, does the staff and the doctor make the decision on that? Answer: Not necessarily. Sometimes it's the insurance company, the middleman, who has never seen the patient that makes the judgment on that. That, of course, happens in the chiropractic office also. You know, chiropractic protocols in the past have shown that when you get a vertebra moving, it's important to keep that vertebra moving if you want to restore nutrition to the cartilage, if you want to make sure that the ligaments that have been stretched or they've been they've shrunken because of uh, misalignment, malalignment, um, if you want those conditions to be rehabilitated, it's something that you have to continue to do while the tissues are healing so that when they are healed, they have adjusted. They have, um, you know, the, the sh- shortened ligament has expanded a little bit and the, um, the stretch ligament has contracted a little bit. And the cartilage, which depends on motion for its health, it depends on motion for its oxygen, for getting rid of its carbon dioxide, for its nutrition, and for getting rid of the waste products. If cartilage is not moving, it is dying. And by the way, just one more statistic on that. Uh, if you like splint your wrist and so that your wrist is not moving, your cartilage starts deteriorating within six hours. Now, that's a fact that you need to think about because if your vertebra in your spine are misaligned, they're not properly aligned and they are like pinching a particular part of cartilage or they're kind of falling into a a gravity well, so to speak, where you know they've fallen off a little ledge and they're and they're stuck there because the rest of the spine's moving, but that part of the spine it takes a little more energy to get it onto the place where it's supposed to be. That cartilage in that particular joint is dying at that point. So it's very very important to realize that that uh, you know having enough treatment is extremely important to actually get you the results you need. And in chiropractic, there's a famous saying, um, the symptom is the last thing to come and it's the first thing to go. So you've got back pain and your chiropractor has helped you restore function well enough that now the symptom is gone, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the problem is gone. That it, you know, it's rehabilitated to the point where the body says, oh gosh, this is such a relief. This feels a lot better. But that doesn't mean that that vertebrae isn't going to fall back into that gravity, low gravity position 
and start the degenerative process all over again. So it's important to have enough treatment, but the middleman is always there saying, no, the symptoms are gone, therefore you're finished. And that's something that I think that really gets in the way. The middleman is often the villain when it comes to degenerative diseases. But we also have other things too, of course. You get insurance involved, you get the government involved with insurance, and you've got problems. One of the biggest things for all of us, I mean, this is this has influenced every one of your pocketbooks profoundly. It's still influencing it. And that is back in the Bush administration, uh, the Congress passed a bill. It was very, very covert. It was very sneaky. But they passed a bill that um, Medicare had to pay full price for all the pharmaceuticals. And that means the pharmaceutical companies, and it did, within four years, everything had been, all the pharmaceutical prices had been anywhere from doubled to quadrupled. And with, these are, these are all the same drugs, but the prices had doubled and quadrupled because um, the Congress and Bush passed a bill that said that you could not negotiate on Medicare reimbursements for drugs. Now, you ask yourself, how did that kind of thing happen? Isn't the president supposed to be looking out for our interests? Isn't the president supposed to be looking for the best deal? And the answer is that you start getting government involved too deeply in things, and you get a government industry collusion, which means that uh, you, you know, grease my palm, I'll grease your profits. You uh, contribute to my campaign, I will make sure that you um, are taken care of. You will promise you a job after you're no longer a senator or a congressman, and we'll promise you a job at $2 million a year, and you don't have anything to worry about by voting against the public interest in this particular case and you know, filling the coffers of the pharmaceutical companies or whatever company they're colluding with. Whenever you get government involved, you get the possibility of, of um, a collusion and you know, skimming and graft and price fixing and regulations that actually influence the or actually benefit the industry and are not for the benefit of the people. And this is something that a lot of people don't realize is that when it comes to the um, uh, regulations, you know, they are, some people, about half the country thinks that regulations are wonderful, half the country thinks that regulations are uh, just always in the way, and uh, I'm here to tell you that they're both right, that often they're in the way, and often they are, um, they're good. So you have to be very specific and very careful. You see, when somebody says, you know, oh, they're cutting regulations, you have to say, what regulations are they cutting? What's the rationale behind them? You have to educate yourself on this stuff. But when it comes to regulations, regulations are often the result of, of campaign contributions and essentially bribery in order to create regulations that eliminate the competition in a particular industry. So you, in the health industry, this is just rampant where you want regulations as an industry because you have the staff to actually administer the regulations and they don't affect you that much, but they just completely wipe out your competition and make it impossible to compete with you. 
And that's something that happens often. And sometimes you can um, lobby and actually have yourself excused from regulations, whereas the other people, the people, the small people that are coming up, having great creative ideas, have to eventually sell out to the big people because they cannot afford the burden of these regulations. So, you know, you have to, you have to know about this stuff. And so the question is, who's responsible for your health? Do you want to put your health in the hands of the people and the governmental regulations and the governmental bureaucracy. Remember, you're not only supporting, when it comes to a government um, health care system, you're not only supporting the private industry that might be involved, who are trying to be as profitable as possible, but you also have to have, you are also paying for the bureaucracy that's involved in the government that is actually, you know, trying to grow itself. And the more the bureaucracy grows, the um, more burden is on the taxpayer. And by the way, the more burden is also on the providers because the more a bureaucracy grows, you see, a lot of you don't see this because you're not, not on this side of the equation. But when the bureaucracy grows, they've got to do something to justify their positions, right? Their growth. And so what's the main thing they do? They pass regulations, and they administer those regulations on the providers. So now your doctor is, rather than being focused on you and your problem and knowing you, they spend more time doing paperwork for the bureaucracy than they have time to focus on your health. Okay, we've covered kind of the dark side of, of responsibility for health. Um, I would encourage you all to take responsibility for your own health and educate yourself and this is the actually the positive side, because one of the things that we have to realize is that um, two things. Number one, the more you know about your body and the more you know about uh, your health, the more you know about the drugs that have been recommended to you and the decisions you make to either take them or not take them is very, very important. Um, the, the other thing is this, that your body is actually probably the greatest arbiter of your health that you have available. Because there's a, there's a saying in uh, chiropractic, B.J. Palmer uh, coined this saying. He said, the power that made the body heals the body. Now let that sink in a little bit. The power that made the body heals the body. Now this is an incredible statement because it is so vague in terms of what is meant that it fits almost everything. And in all of those different things, that it, ways it can be interpreted, it's still true. That's the brilliance of it. The power that made the body heals the body. It doesn't matter whether you're a creationist and think that God created the heavens and the earth and created your body. You know, then the question is, what did, it, what did God create that body to do, right? It created it to grow and to heal itself. Okay, then the other our interpretation would be you're a, a strict evolutionist and you say that, you know, well, you know, we got two million years of evolution here, and that's the way we developed a body, etc. And then you say, the power that made the body heals the body. It still works. You can be a combination of, I'm a creationist that believes that the way God created was that we evolved through a natural system. And uh, it still works, right? So it's like all of these different things works. And the, the thing that, that works about it is that Within ourselves, we have this innate ability. We have this innate intelligence. This intelligence puts the body together in an incredibly 
organized way. And we endure throughout our entire life, you know, whether it be short or long. Our body is always attempting to put it together in a functional way, a way that interacts with itself healthfully and interacts with ourselves, other people in society healthfully. So when it comes to that, we've got systems that interact all the time, and then they're always working on reconciling the information that's received. In chiropractic, we focus on the musculoskeletal system and how it interacts with the nervous system. And the nerves are the intelligence system in the body that communicates um, throughout the entire body. It does so in terms of the musculoskeletal system. It tells the muscles to contract when we need them to do that. I mean, my gosh, the fact you can close your eyes and touch your nose is an incredible feet. It's all to do with the position sensing system. We've got the autonomic nervous system, or what I call the automatic nervous system, which regulates the organs. It tells you how much stomach acid to have or, or not have. It, it, it regulates how things are absorbed through the intestine. It regulates um, in terms of uh, your blood vessel aperture, whether it's a whether you have low blood pressure, by lowering it, it makes the blood vessels bigger or high blood pressure. It squeezes down on the blood pressure when you get out of a chair, for example. It squeezes down so the blood can be forced to your head so you don't faint. Um, all of these things are going on, but it's all an information system. It's all figuring things out on the fly. That's how brilliant your body is. But it doesn't stop there because you've also got a conscious mind and you can also go and find out about more information. And I would encourage you, you obviously listened to this program already, but I would encourage you to go to Mercola.com, uh, Dr. Berg, Bergman on, the, um, um, in, on YouTube gives some incredible uh, information videos on all kinds of topics. But go to these different sources and find out how your body does it first and then you can find out how, you, if it's an emergency, of course, the emergency room is magnificent. And, and the medical world is absolutely incredible when it comes to handling emergencies. But if you have time, try to always trust your body. Trust your body first. And we will help you get information at the Welcome to Health Center. Remember those, those um, various new seminars, and we'll see you there, hopefully. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Health with Dr. Kurt Rexroth, part of Saturday Mornings at Your Service, sponsored by the Welcome to Health Center and Greatest Grains. Dr. Rexroth will be back next week at the same time. If you have a question before then, give the good doctor a call at 309-764-2115 or find him online at welcometohealth.com where you can download podcasts of this program, ask questions on the blog, Find out about special events and request an appointment with Dr. Rexrock. And remember, Dr. Rexrock donates his services as a guest speaker to Quad Cities clubs, church groups, and business organizations.